0: Hello and welcome to the Jane and m Podcast. My name is Jeanette.
1: And I'm Miro.
0: For this podcast, we talk about movies, TV shows, and anything in between. Uh, If you are listening for the first time, welcome. And if you are coming back, welcome back. Hope you're doing well.
1: And uh, today we're going to be talking about a famous comedian. Uh, Last week we actually reviewed one of his movies uh, and we're intrigued about the story between him and uh, Bill Murray, so much so that we wanted to further delve into this man's career and uh, talk a little bit more about him. We're basically going to be discussing uh, Chevy Chase's uh, career, who's an actor and a comedian known for his roles in Caddyshack, uh, the National Lampoon movies, which we reviewed uh, Christmas Vacation last week, so if you haven't heard that, go and check it out. And uh, more recently, the TV show Community.
0: Yes, uh, we received info from Wikipedia, AOL TV, My Biography, mm-hmm. Hulu, NBC, The Washington Post, The New Yorker, and Gawker.
1: Uh, yeah, so Chevy Chase was born as Cornelius Crane Chase on October 8, 1943 in the lower Manhattan area of NYC. You know, it's really funny when you say 1943, that seems like so long ago, and it kind of is, but when you think about, like, historical events, like, oh, like, World War Two, you know?
0: Yeah, the Pacific War. Yeah,
1: it's like, oh, that was, like, not that long ago, those people are still alive, like... Yeah. <laughs> like jim chase was you know he's he's old but he remembers certain wars that when we think about it we think of it well, as like, like ancient past i mean
0: like he was born like two years before the war ended yeah so it's like technically he was like still a baby but he yeah. did see like vietnam and korea and yeah
1: for sure so. uh so yeah he grew up in woodstock new york uh, about two hours away from new york city uh, whenever there is no traffic uh, his father was Edward Tinsley also known as Ned Chase uh, who lived from 1919 to 2005 he was a Princeton educated Manhattan book editor and a magazine writer his mother was Kathleen Parker who lived from 1923 to 2005 uh, she was a concert pianist and a libertist who is a person that writes the text of an opera or any other long uh, vocal
0: work? Yeah, uh, her father was Rear Admiral uh, Miles Browning, who was an admiral. Who was Admiral Raymond A. Sprouse Sprouse this uh, chief of staff on the air carry a USS Enterprise during the Battle of Midway in yeah. o- World War Two.
1: You know it's really funny? The USS Enterprise, it's like, oh, that's cool. It's very sci fi
0: <laughs> Wait, is that what the Star Trek one is? Maybe. Maybe
1: they're based off of that.
0: Maybe. I don't yeah. know.
1: Chevy Chase's mom was adopted as a child by her stepfather, Cornelius Vanderbilt. Crane, heir to the Crane Company. Uh, That company is an industrial uh, product company known for manufacturing bathroom fixtures. Mm -hmm. Chase himself was named after his adoptive uh, grandfather Cornelius, while the nickname Chevy was given to him by his grandmother from the medieval English ballad, the Ballad of Chevy Chase.
0: He is a 14th generation New Yorker with his mother's uh, ancestors arriving in Manhattan starting 1624
1: oh so he's like old blood
0: oh yeah however chase stated that he didn't want to bring up his family's history because he felt people who define themselves in terms of their ancestry are like potatoes with the best parts of the underground
1: um
0: which he he also later stated that he disdained the pretension of his mother's side of the family because mm-hmm. like on his mother's side like it's a lot of like you know people who've like have done like historical things yeah not like you know old money yeah 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 they're
1: they're old money they can trace their like uh ancestry back to 1624 arriving in manhattan and it's like yeah those people you know those people you know you know those people so when he was four years old, his parents divorced. With his father uh, remarrying into the Folgers coffee family, and his mother remarrying twice. Wow! Like both of his parents are like super rich. Um, well, because it's
0: almost like it's almost like they um, they want to like marry, still marry within like rich families, basically. Because yeah. you could tell like he just moved into like a Folgers family. Yeah. <laughs> like he didn't. He was like, no, it, I'm. I want to, like, you know, live, like, a high-life yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, he, he's like,
1: oh, I'm gonna, like, divorce this, like, you know, old blood money and go <laughs> marry into the rich Another, Folgers money. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, Chevy Chase actually himself says that he grew up in an upper-middle-class environment, which I kind of doubt that's just upper-class, you know, at that point. Yeah. With uh, summer trips to a castle in... Ip-
0: no, ca- at Castle Hill. It's oh, like a place. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, yeah, he went to uh, trips to Castle Hill in Ips- Ipswich, Massachusetts.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, where a lot of like Jewish people go to... Um, What's it called? The Castles or... It's, like, this, like, very, like, upper-class, like, hmm. vacation area. Oh. Caskills, I think that's what it is.
1: Oh, I've never heard of it.
0: Um, but, yeah, it's kind of, like, their yeah. version. Yeah,
1: it's funny. He says he was, like, an upper-middle class, but then he's, like, yeah, we used to, like, uh, take summer trips to a place that most people even can't pronounce. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is Ipswich? Yeah. Ips- Ipswich? I don't know. Yeah, when, uh, funny thing, when his adoptive grandfather passed away, he didn't leave anything to chase his mother.
0: Yeah, which is funny, because, like, he adopts her as, like, his, you know, child, mm-hmm. but yet yeah, he doesn't give her anything, yeah. so I was pretty intrigued by that. Yeah. I don't know if it's, like, because he forgot to update his will, and then didn't mm-hmm. add her in. It didn't really specify it, but it's pretty intriguing. Mm-hmm.
1: In a 2007 biography, uh, Chevy noted that he was physically and psychologically abused as a child by both his mother and stepfather. Uh, He stated that his mother would wake him up in the middle of the night and slap him repeatedly in the face without explanation. One time he got in trouble at school and his mother locked him in the basement for several days with only a pitcher to use as a bathroom. His third wife janie chase believes that his childhood paved the way of how he treats people and how he responds when he feels attacked or ignored it can also reflect why he isn't friends with women or given or gives any compliments to any female co-workers and and i'm not talking about like oh you look good he doesn't like praise their work or anything like that yeah
0: and like like later on you'll kind of understand and i kind of that's why I put that in because it's like just observing it and just observing like you know Mm -hmm. his past like experience and with connection to his like relationship with his mom like Mm -hmm. I'm like okay like there is something
1: yeah there is a reason why he's like that yeah Yeah. he attended Riverdale Country School in the Bronx Uh, he was expelled however and graduated in 1962 from Stockbridge School in Massachusetts see it's not upper middle class man this is just upper class like these schools the names uh while attending the independent boarding school he was also known as a practical joker with sometimes having like a little mean streak in him
0: mm-hmm. uh he attended Haverford College for one year where he was noted For his slapstick comedy and an absurd sense of physical humor, including Pratt Falls, which is kind of like fake falling, Uh uh, and sticking forks up into his nose.
1: Wow, the things people thought was funny in 1960. (laughs) (laughs) Pretending to fall and putting a fork near your nose.
0: Hey, people felt he was expelled for harboring a cow into his fourth floor room. However, um, a former roommate asserted that Chase left for academic reasons.
1: A.K.A. he was failing.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it didn't really specify. Yeah. Um, but he later transferred to Bard College in Annadale on Houston, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, another hoardy torty area. Sounds like it. Uh, he studied a pre-med curriculum and graduated in 1967 with a degree in english Uh, since chase didn't enter medical school he was subject to the military draft since the vietnam war was still going on at Mm -hmm. the time however he mentioned that he wasn't drafted because he convinced his draft board that he deserves it. 4F classification by falsely claiming that he had homosexual tendencies Mm. which is like I mean that's kind of like wow it's kind of
1: like funny but also like you don't like you shouldn't do that yeah it's kind
0: of like wow like you're kind you're it's like it's a smart move but it's also an asshole, asshole move yeah
1: <laughs> you know which i feel like that's him basically yeah as a person
0: <laughs> um before fame he worked as a cab driver a truck driver motorcycle messenger construction worker waiter busboy fruit picker pr- produce manager at a supermarket audio engineer salesman in a wine store and a theater usher
1: wow he's done everything
0: yeah so i don't know there's no evidence of like if he got fired from From yeah (laughs) Yeah. well
1: i feel like he he would have been rich enough where he can just go do whatever yeah be fine i mean like he was probably like like, oh i'm gonna go like be a busboy and see how they live but
0: then like there's there's really, like, no evidence if his mom helped him out, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or, like, his dad did. Mm. I don't know if, like, there wasn't enough evidence to prove, like, oh, yeah, like, his parents were, like, no, you gotta make it on your own type of thing. Uh, which, like, you know, there's some parents that do that, but then yeah. there are some that's, like, oh, okay, I'll help you out type mm-hmm. of thing.
1: Yeah. Chase actually started as a member of an early underground comedy ensemble called Channel One. Uh, which he was actually a co-founder of in 1967. He also wrote a one-page spoof of Mission Impossible for Mad Magazine in 1970. In 1973, he became a full-time writer for the National Lampoon Radio Hour. The National Lampoon Radio Hour was a syndicated satirical radio series that featured John Belushi, Gilda Radner, Bill Murray, and Brian Doyle Murray. In late 1975, Chase, along with his fellow co-workers from the radio hour, were cast on an NBC late night comedy TV show called Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: during his first season, actually the first season of the show, mm-hmm. uh, he introduced every show except for two episodes uh, with Live from New York is Saturday Night. Oh, wow. Uh, during his time, he became known for his skills in physical comedy uh, he also became known for mimicking a real-life incident with Gerald Ford, who was the president at the time. Mm-hmm. Because there was a moment where, when he was walking down the steps uh, from the Air Force One, that <laughs> Gerald actually fell. Like, he slipped and fell. Mm. Um, so then it kind of came became known that he's, like, a clumsy guy. Because uh. he there was like a lot of like incidents where he would like trip or like he would kind of like stumble a bit yeah um chase actually you know kind of put light to that so then in pop culture he became the president of ford actually became known as like a clumsy man
1: oh that's so funny imagine having to like wait till saturday night to watch memes on tv
0: I mean, like I guess. remember
1: how many memes there were about like trump not going down that ramp he was like oh it was the steepest ramp in the world well, also
0: like he had to like had like a general or like an admiral or whoever like help him walk yeah. down the ramp and it's like dude it's not that steep. So it's
1: a ramp dude yeah. like you're fine
0: despite the mimicking uh chevy uh would meet and become friends with president ford in the 80s i think it was when um they were opening his like presidential library at the time Mm. um that's when like he kind of saw him and like they met each other and I yeah. mean, they did meet each other earlier, but this was, like, the time where they were, like, This was, like,
1: after he yeah. was president and after he was on Saturday Night Live, yeah. so... Uh,
0: and then, like, he's also was known for, like, Landshark, which was kind of, like, a spoof of Jaws, uh-huh. where someone would knock on the door, and then a person would be like, who is there? And then it would be, like, this person, like, mumbling something. It's, uh-huh. like... Like delivery or or uh-huh. something like that, and then once they opened the door, like a shark would come in. It's, yeah. It's it's very ridiculous, but at the time it yeah. was pretty funny. And then he was also the original anchor for the weekend update. Oh. So he would usually start with the segment "I'm Chevy Chase and you're not," and would end uh, with "Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow." Uh, He has claimed (laughs) in uh, um, later, like, um, what is it called? Uh, Later interviews Mm -hmm. that his version of Weekend Update was the inspiration for later news satire, such as The Daily Show and The Colbert Report. Mm -hmm. However, someone who's actually seen The Colbert Report and The Daily Show can, like, actually, like, you know, tell, you
1: can tell the difference, yeah. and you can tell they're trying to do different things.
0: Yeah, because like with um, the Colbert Report, it's actually a satire of the Fox News programs, mm-hmm. like the O'Reilly Factor or Sean Hannity or yeah uh, Tucker Carlson. As for the Daily Show, reporter Joel Keller said that Chevy might be right, as the Weekend Update Ken came before uh, the Daily Show. However. He has stated that the Daily Show is completely different from the uh, Chevy Chase's Mm -hmm. Weekend Update. Like, very different. Chase was committed contractually to SNL for... uh, Like, they were trying to uh, sign him on for um, more years, as well as, like, John Belushi and Gilda Radner. Yeah. um, And he was contractually for... SNF for one year as writer and became a cast member during rehearsals just before the show's premiere
1: oh so like he was first hired on as a writer for just one year and then they were like okay we need you to also start acting in it or
0: yeah like I think it was like while they were getting ready and like while they're like you know kind of building the Mm -hmm. show um like, he was there to be a writer, but only for one year. But then, I guess, like, because he was really good at what he was doing, mm-hmm. that they were like, oh, you could just, like, be a cast member, too. So he kind of was both a writer and a cast member for uh, SNL. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he received two Emmys and a Golden Globe for his comedy writing uh, and live comedic acting on yeah. the show. Uh, in a Rolling Stones article in 2015, Chase was ranked 10th in overall importance to the show, with John Belushi uh, ranked number one. Cool. In late
1: 1976, in the middle of the second season, Chase became the first member of the original cast to leave the show. He stated that his reason for leaving was that the reluctance of his girlfriend, Jacqueline Carlin, to move to New York. NBC wanted Chase to stay with hopes on him being the next Johnny Carson. He actually ended up moving to L.A. and married Carlin, causing Bill Murray to replace him in the lineup. Despite leaving the show, he would make a few cameo appearances during the second season and later host SNL eight times until 1997. After his SNL appearances, he appeared in several films, including Foul Play, Tunnel Vision, and Oh, Heavenly Dog. The role of Eric Otter Stratton in National Lampoon's Animal House was originally written with Chase in mind, but he turned down the role to work on foul play. He stated in an interview that he chose foul play over Animal House so that he could do real acting instead of just doing his shtick. Which um, is
0: kind of funny because like foul play is a comedy.
1: <laughs> so he was going to do a comedy regardless? Yeah. yeah. So, so after foul play, he went on to act in Caddyshack, in 1980 which is also happens to be a sports comedy uh, that later became a cult classic
0: he narrowly escaped death by electrocution during uh, the filming of Modern Problems in 1980 so during the sequence where Chase's character wears landing lights as he dreams that he's he's like on an airplane or he's an airplane Yeah. Uh, the lights actually man malfunctioned, and electric current uh, passed through Chase's arm, back, and neck. Oh, um, wow. So this caused Chase to experience a deep depression and his marriage with Jacqueline ended. Mm-hmm. However, she has argued otherwise, but I'll explain later. Okay. Uh, he continued his career in 1983 uh, with National Lampoon's Vacation and Fletch. Oh. Um, in 19... 19- 1986, he joined SNL veterans Steve Martin and Martin Short in a uh, Lauren Michaels produced uh, movie, The Three Makos. Uh In the late 80s, Chase earned around $7 million per film and was a highly visible celebrity. He appeared in Paul Simon's music video, You Can Call Me Al, in 1986, which was pretty big. Mm. Like, for a music video to have like another, like a celebrity on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, And I think this was around the time that like music videos became like a high commodity.
1: Yeah, I remember like this is around the time, maybe we'll talk about this in a different episode, where uh, music videos actually became like almost mini-movies, where companies would like put a large budget and they would have like a huge production value and you know there'd be a sound stage with the where they would like do it and everything yeah
0: and i think it might have been like as a result of like the uh, vh1 because like back in the day vh1 used to just be like a bunch of like music videos of like upcoming music or Mm -hmm. so i think that that kind of influenced like this huge array of music videos to come about yeah uh, he also hosted the Oscars in 1987 and 1988, which I was pretty surprised by that. I was yeah. like, wait, he hosted the Oscars?
1: Dang. Twice <laughs> in a row, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, he also starred in sequels to National Lampoon's European Vacation in 1985 and Christmas Vacation in 1989, which we just discussed like last week. Last week, yeah. Um so
1: despite success Chase's career took a downturn in the early 90s this is kind of you know where I feel like he peaked in the 80s late 80s and oh yeah. it was just downhill from there well not fully downhill but still
0: But it was like his like first yeah his yeah.
1: like first taste of uh, not success Yeah he ended up starring in three consecutive films that flopped uh, 1991's razzie nominated nothing but trouble 1992's memoirs of an invisible man and 1994's cops and Robertsons. he hosted the chevy chase show in 1993 on fox it was supposed to be a variety late night talk show to compete with the tonight show and the late show it received negative reviews due to the rowdy crowd and chase recycling old material it was cancelled after only five weeks he also starred in the 1997's vegas vacation which received negative reviews and caused the series to end after starring in films that were not wildly released in the us he stars in the ni- 2006 superhero comedy zoom however it was both a critical and commercial failure as a result of his recent films, he would turn to TV and guest star in shows like Law and Order, Brothers and Sisters, and Chuck. He then would return to NBC and star in a sitcom comedy, Community, as Pierce Hawthorne, an aging moist toilet tycoon. <laughs> Imagine if they brought Community back and he was like instead of moist toilets, I'm making like sanitizing wipes or something. <laughs> That's like his thing now. Um the show received uh, critical acclaim for its acting and writing, uh, but despite that, uh, Chase would leave the show in 2013.
0: So now that we talked about his career, yeah. uh, we're going to talk about incidents that happened throughout his career. Yeah,
1: which is kind of going to explain why you know he did what he did, like why he left projects and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, when he was working on SNL there was a story where Chevy uh, unloaded on a nervous uh, intern who spilled a small amount of Coca-Cola in front of him and Lauren Michaels like he basically just like took I don't know if he like emptied the bottle Mm. and then gave it to him when he said this but he says why don't you just piss in it Uh to the intern uh he was also um known for being a vis- vicious, effective put down artist. Mm. He would like find uh one thing somebody was sensitive about. So either like a pimple on a face or like you know, maybe. Yeah, so the like he would find
1: your you yeah. know your weak spot and he would poke at it.
0: Yeah. Uh, He would uh, smirk in front of SNL writers uh, whenever they would offer any suggestions for skits before telling them um, they suck. Mm. Uh, And then after SNL, uh, whenever he would come back as a guest host for SNL, uh, he would torment the cast. Mm -hmm. Uh, One, which we kind of talked about in the previous episode, was between him and Bill Murray. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... They had a backstage brawl um, in 1978 oh, wow. when he was um, hosting I would, for the first time for the show. Mm-hmm. So according to Doug Hill and Jeff Weingrad, Chase quickly realized that people were against him when he came back to host. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happened was that before the second season, mm-hmm. uh, Embassy uh tried to update Chase's contract for him to stay on the show for a few more years. However, he talked his way out of the contract, which shocked a lot of people, including Lauren Michaels. Yeah. Like they w- were not expecting that he wanted to leave. Yeah. So I think because of that, there was some like bad bloods about that.
1: See now, I wonder if he was like trying to get them to be like no please stay you know like to like i mean maybe, go and like suck maybe. his dick and be like no please we need you
0: yeah like he's like like he's like their only hope or something yeah. like that um maybe like i don't know like but uh when he came back to host he bossed people around and attempted to basically um you know, be, like, the, um, host for the weekend update for that, um, episode, mm. uh, and I did see the, uh, episode, and it's very cringy of how they, like, managed to have him, like, host the weekend update. Yeah. So what happened was that they had it in a situation where, um, it was Jane Kirkton, who is the host, the current host for, uh, the weekend update. Yeah. So they have her where she gets a phone call, and then they're like, oh, like, your mom is sick, and she's in the hospital. And then she's like, oh, my God, I gotta go. And then she just leaves, and then he just comes over and then takes over, and it's just very, like, weird. Like, this is Was it, like,
1: planned? Like, was it real, or was it just, like, no, a this joke? No, is,
0: this is, like, planned. Oh, like, okay. But it just seemed, like, very weird, the way that they, like you know played it out yeah when he was kind of like being like oh i should like host like my weekend update like i think like my fans would really like that kirkton uh actually stated that chevy was expecting her to react with him wanting to control the weekend update yeah because like he was like telling her like hey like you know i want to like just like take over as host. like Mm -hmm. you know is that okay with you yeah and i guess like he wanted her to kind of like fight back but she didn't because she was like okay fuck you like yeah
1: like it's one yeah like yeah. you're here as a guest like go what do whatever you yeah,
0: want Yeah, so she refused to feed off of you know feed him like a reaction and was like yeah go ahead yeah uh and then when bill confronted chase during i'm assuming a rehearsal uh he basically stated that everyone hated him Um, The two ignited in a shouting match with tensions continuing during dress rehearsals. So when Murray then told Chase to go fuck your wife, she needs it, Mm. Chase comes back um, noting that Murray's face looked like a landing spot for Neil Armstrong.
1: (laughs) Which, I mean, it's... Like, those two jokes are not even on the same level. Yeah. Right? Like, Chevy's joke is like, Like, very childish. Like, oh, your face looks like Neil Armstrong could land on it. You get it? Because it's, like, ugly. And then Bill Murray's like, yeah, go fuck your wife because she needs it. (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's very, like, 70s comedy. I think, like, back then it probably would be, like, ooh, that hurt. But I think, like, nowadays, it's like, oh, okay. Like, this is... <laughs> yeah. It's just bad jokes. Yeah. Uh, so just before taping, um Chase confronted Murray in Belushi's dressing room and challenged him to fight. Uh, the two brawled uh, while Belushi was trying to break them apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he ended up, like, getting hit by a couple punches. Oh, uh, So once they were pulled apart, Chase... Uh, basically took the stage to deliver his monologue and if you watch the monologue you could see like the top of his buttons and like the bottom of his buttons is just like not even no it's just not even like you know done it's all like open and then like he he as he's like walking down the stairs he's just quickly trying to button them yeah but he only managed to button the two metal buttons oh wow and then he's, like, almost, like, out of breath, and he's, like, trying to catch his breath while yeah. he tries to perform the monologue.
1: Yeah.
0: So if you want to see it, it's on Hulu, Season 3, Episode 11, uh, if you want nice. to see. Yeah. Uh, so a year and a half later, uh, Chase and Murray were cast um, in the film Caddyshack.
1: Uh-oh.
0: So then after uh, Bill did an amazing performance... um. For, I'm assuming it was, like, when he was doing the Cinderella story. Uh, Because, like, for his role, it was just going to be, like, a small cameo. Yeah. But because he did an amazing, like, improv... uh, Director Harold Ramis asked Murray to do a scene with Chevy. So, at first, Murray wasn't thrilled, but agreed to fly back. Um, And, ultimately, the two men were left to ad-lib ab- the scene mm-hmm. um evaporating the hard feelings through their shared desire to push the limits of the characters mm-hmm. so i guess because of the their performance working together they kind of were like okay like i'm i forgive you type of thing
1: yeah or like bygones be bygones you know yeah um yeah
0: uh, he also pissed off the SNL cast uh, when he came back to host again in 1985. So this is season 11, episode 2. Uh, he first made fun of Robert Downey Jr.'s father, uh, and he stated, "Did your father? Didn't your father used to be a successful director? Whatever happened to him?" Well, he sure died, you know? Like, he sure went to hell.
1: Oh, wow. That's, yeah. like, really personal.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And it gets worse after that.
1: Oh, jeez. He
0: also suggested a sketch where Terry Sweeney, which is the show's first openly gay cast member, mm. stars, um, in a skit where he is a purse where a person wear- weighs him in every week to yeah. see if he has AIDS. mm and this is like around the time that eight the AIDS pandemic was like, you know, booming and yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this suggested, this suggestion uh, caused Chevy to have to uh, apologize in person at Sweeney's office. And Sweeney has stated that um, he could tell that Chevy was furious that he had to apologize to him. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, you kind of made, like, an offensive joke to him. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> at that point, it's not even a joke. At that point, it's just, like, an insult. Yeah, it's you know? just
0: like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. Uh, Chevy, um, made his last guest spot on SNL in 1997. Uh, Will Ferrell, uh, has stated that Chase was basically the worst host he ha- he's ever worked on. Um... Mm -hmm. he has he has sorry he is the worst host he's ever worked with on Mm -hmm. the show uh Chase he also stated that Chase was a little snobbish and screamed at people Mm -hmm. uh while Tim Meadows uh stated that it was like watching a car accident over and over again yeah uh so Chevy was banned uh, from SNL after this guest spot um, because he physically hit Cherry Oteri uh, on the back of the head and harassed some of the female writers uh, during the, I'm assuming during the the read-through of the script's so, during the show's first meeting, he told a female writer, maybe you could give me a hand job later. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was very, like, dude, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah,
1: seriously.
0: Uh, so, when one of his daughters was getting married uh, back in 2012, uh, Chevy actually pulled Lauren Michaels aside and a- asked him... Um, if he can host again. And this was, like, literally right before him walking his dart down the aisle. Oh, island. wow. Like, he literally was like, no, I gotta tell you this. Yeah. And I don't know if he's, like, this type of person that, like, waits until the last minute to be like, okay, I need to do this. Yeah. Because it's the same thing with the brawl. Like, he waited until, like... <laughs> The last minute. (laughs)
1: And it's kind of like a funny thing too, right? Like he's about to do something important and he's like, okay, let's, let me do something even more important right before. Yeah. Or, you know. It's it's weird. Yeah.
0: So, Michaels, like when he heard about this, he said no because he thinks Chevy is A, too old and annoying. Yeah. Uh, Chase stated in a, in a interview that he thinks that Michaels refused Refusing him, wait, sorry, Uh, Chase stated that Michael's refusing for him to come back um, as a guest host is, like, refusing to admit that Chase created SNL. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So despite uh, not appearing as guest host, he has appeared on the show's 25th anniversary special in 1999. Yeah. Uh, and then he would later be interviewed for a 2005 NBC special, um, about the first five years of SNL, and he's also appeared, um, for the 40th anniversary special in 2015. Uh, so a few years after Life from New York, uh, book was published, and it was basically, uh, a book that talked about the history of SNL, and, Mm -hmm. like, All the incidents that uh, we just talked about. Yeah. Chevy actually ran into one of the co-authors, James Miller, and basically went off on him on how he depicted him as a villain. Yeah. Uh, However, his wife Janie, or Janie, Mm -hmm. uh, would later call one of the authors sobbing. So I'm assuming this was, like, her way to apologize on Chase's behalf. Mm-hmm. Like, being like, hey, I'm really sorry that this happened. Yeah. Um, so
1: yeah. No no wonder they didn't stay married.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, they're still married. Janie and... Oh,
1: they're still married? Yeah, it's Jacqueline. Uh, oh, Jacqueline was the one. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, um, he also had the Chevy Chase show um, when Johnny Carson said uh, Chevy couldn't ad-lib a fart after a baked bean dinner. Uh, Chevy responded that he would never be tied down for five years interviewing TV personalities. Uh, And speaking of talk shows, he blamed the network for creativity constraints for the cancellation of his variety show, the Chevy Chase show.
0: Yeah, which is kind of funny because, like, a lot of people have stated that they didn't like it because he kept recycling old material.
1: Yeah, he, like, probably kept, like, saying the same jokes again over and over. uh, Yeah. Kind of, like family guy or something you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. but it's weird when it's in like a live thing you're like it's that guy that keeps quoting the same movie over and over yeah you know it's kind of weird except that's him quoting himself over and over so it's yeah you know.
0: and it's just so funny that like when johnny carson like told him that and then yeah. he was like oh well i'm not going to host like a variety talk show and then here he is like in 1993 like hosting a talk Talk show show, yeah it's just funny yeah um in
1: 1992 uh chase was recorded talking crap about howard stern in between breaks on the larry king show uh stern got a hold of the tape and played it on air uh for his radio show uh before calling chase Uh, Chase uh, told him to never call him again. However, Stern and uh, the TV actor Richard Belzer uh, called Chase several times at 5 a.m. a few years later. Stern and Chase made up somehow, and Stern invited Chase to his wedding, but Chase gave a wildly inappropriate toast that caused Stern to dislike him again. Yeah. His second wife, Jacqueline Carlin, stated that she filed for divorce 17 months after Chevy uh, left the show, uh, citing threats of violence. Cast members and crew felt Chevy pulled a "blame the bitch" strategy when he was leaving SNL. So basically, Chevy is like, "Okay, I want to leave the show, and it's my wife's fault."
0: Yeah, because like he was like saying that, "Oh, like Jack Clean wants to move." wants to live in Los Angeles. She doesn't want to live in New York. New York, yeah. Um, and they kind of, a lot of, like, the female um, actors and a couple of, like, the writers were like, yeah, this kind of, like, seems like you're just blaming her. Yeah. And not being like, oh, no, I'm better than this type of thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's also made negative comments about SNL postseason one in a 2018 Washington Post article by Jeff uh, Edgars. He said that he's amazed that Lorne Michaels let SNL go so low after the first two seasons. When a reporter stated that millions of people still watch the show, Chase responded, that means a whole generation of shitheads laugh at the worst fucking humor in the world. So, he... (laughs) (laughs) He is literally, like, saying, no, this thing that everyone likes and is good is actually not good and it's shit.
0: And it's so interesting because it's like, dude, like, Throughout, like, the SNL's, like, history, like, there's been a huge amount of, like, actors and comedians that have gone on to yeah. be successful.
1: For, for example, he, uh, you know, he made some uh, comments about some of the other cast members yeah. saying things like, uh, Will Ferrell isn't even funny and make $25 million a picture. Tina Fey was good, but didn't see, but he didn't see what all the fuss was about. Kristen Wiig was good because she was quote-unquote pretty. Eddie Murphy did a good Stevie Wonder because they had the same skin color.
0: Yeah, and then in also later states in the quote, I found that funny and people love that. Stevie Wonder, he did well. It's not that hard, you know, for Christ's sakes. Your skin's the same color. You just put on some sunglass and do this, which is like, dude, like, that's pretty... Yeah, it's a,
1: I mean, I'm white. I, I can't, like... Yeah.
0: You, you know, we can't do that. Yeah,
1: I can't just be like, oh, let me put on, I don't know, like a hat and pretend to be someone yeah. else. Like it doesn't work like that. Yeah, you it's actually like need you talent. gotta like,
0: you gotta like look at the famous person's like their kind of like demeanor yeah. and they're like. There's like a
1: hundred things that you have to consider to yeah. impersonate someone, and you on top of that you have to then make it funny. Yeah uh, like
0: it's a whole process. Yeah
1: and he's just like, oh, they're both black, it's easy and it's like, oh can you, Chevy Chase, can you, you know do the same thing with every white person? No. no. <laughs> um, comedian Rob Hubel uh, approached Chevy backstage at the UCB theater and told him that he's the biggest uh, that he was his biggest fan in the world. Uh, Chevy without warning slaps him across the face before telling him that it was a joke
0: yeah and it's this one has been backed up by like another comedian Mm -hmm. and even like rob like states in like a interview he was like yeah like he just slaps me and i'm like what is going on yeah (laughs) it's like what did i do
1: i i feel like he got so (laughs) like he thought that he was so popular and famous that nothing could like
0: yeah like oh he could just slap yeah, he's like, like,
1: oh, he's he's my biggest fan. He should be honored that I slap him in the face, you know? Yeah,
0: I think, like, he was trying to make it funny, but it, it wasn't funny. Yeah,
1: it's not. Like, I, I, everyone would be like, oh, I wish, like, my celebrity, like, my the biggest celebrity I'm a fan of would even slap me. Everyone, like, thinks they will, but, like, if it actually happened, you'd be like, whoa, what the fuck, bro?
0: Yeah, I you think, know? like, even if you ask, like, a celebrity to slap you, they'll be like, uh. No. Like, they're <laughs> Most either Most people would we'll be like, no. Like, yeah, they would either say no, or, like, do, like, a light tap. Because yeah. it's like, okay, I hate you. <laughs> I feel like
1: they'd <laughs> like, be like, can I <laughs> sign something for you instead? Yeah. Or something, you know?
0: <laughs> can I sign your forehead? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Shay's also known for butting heads with a lot of directors he works with. Uh, he costs... Uh, Chris uh Columbus to leave Christmas Vacation and Ivan Reitman to leave Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Director Kevin Smith met with Chase to talk about relaunching the Fletch series. Chase went on to claim that uh he invented every funny thing that ever happened in the history of the world which caused Smith uh to change his mind. Uh Chase later accused Smith of uh lying to him.
0: Yeah, which is kind of funny because even like kevin smith was like dude like i don't think you invented like
1: the funniest things in the world
0: yeah it's like and i don't think you invented like the comedy that happened before you were born you know like yeah with like like charlie chaplin and like the um marx brothers like yeah. it's like dude you didn't invent that sure. <laughs> in terms of the community uh he left the show mm-hmm. uh during due to his frequent conflicts with the creator Dan Harmon uh, over the direction of his character. Uh, For one, Chevy was jealous that Donald Glover um, was talented and didn't want him to have the spotlight to himself. Because, like, apparently, like, throughout, like, the seasons, like, Donald Mm -hmm. would, like, do a lot of, like, really great, like... I don't know if it was improv or just, like, the way that he, like... You know does like his lines yeah he's pretty
1: like he's just a funny guy yeah Yeah. and i
0: guess he's kind of a bit jealous of that that's like oh he has like everyone's laughing at him but not laughing at you know my character yeah so then uh chevy would make comments like people think you're funny because you're black Uh, So Glover quoted in a New Yorker article that Chevy is refusing to accept that his reign is over. Which I I can agree. Like, I feel like that he is still, like, Chevy is still trying to, you know, keep his, like, ego alive.
1: I, I feel like he, the thing is, like, his ego doesn't feel justified, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's that good.
0: No, I think, like, he's, you know, decent. Like, I think, like, maybe when he was doing SNL, like, yeah, like, I think he was funny. And he's also funny on, like, Christmas vacation. But it's, like, I don't think everything Mm. that he does is funny.
1: Yeah, like, he's just alright. Yeah. You know.
0: Chase's comment would lead Herman to actually apologize to Glover, like, I think during shooting. Like, when he found out that Chase, like made that comment. He actually pulled him over and he's like, hey, I'm really sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chevy mentioned in the Washington Post article that he actually ran into um, Donald Glover mm-hmm. uh, backstage at SNL. And I think this might have been during the 40th anniversary special. Yeah. Uh, so he commented on how White Glover's face got when he confronted him about the New Yorker article. Mm, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then he also made like kind of like it an offensive thing, but I kind of forgot what he said, because it was like a video uh, interview. Yeah. Chase uh, didn't like Harmon's lack of organization, who created long waits on set and constant changes to the script. Uh, Another incident happened when he dropped the N word. Uh, during a table read to explain why he felt his character was too racist. When Harmon noticed Chevy's attitude, he waited until the season 3 wrap party uh, and he basically um, emailed the entire cast and crew about this, and they basically waited until the party to gather together and say "fuck you, Chevy." Oh wow! <laughs> like the minute that I was about to like wrap up yeah. and everything, they like gathered everyone around, and they they were like one, two, three, go fuck yourself, <sighs> <Wow>. Chevy. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's fucking crazy! Oh my god! Yeah,
0: Chevy was pissed and immediately left the party, and then hours later he left harman an angry voicemail voicemail um where he criticizing criticized him for embarrassing him and calling the show a mediocre fucking show yeah harman then took the voicemail and played it in front of a crowd at a small theater yeah and you could see like there's i don't know if the video's up or i'm
1: sure it's somewhere on the internet if you just look up like Chevy Chase voicemail for Dan Harmon you'll probably find it
0: yeah like he basically like played it in front of like an audience and then someone recorded it which caused the video to go viral and I think this is when the moment where everyone start to realize who Chevy Chase was yeah. behind you know the public guy like
1: i remember for me this was the first time i heard about him being yeah, an asshole i
0: think it was the same thing for me it was like the minute that he left community and people were talking about like hey he was an asshole on the yeah. show then it caused like a bunch of other people to be like yeah like he was an asshole to me and then like you know other people being like yeah he he said something to me yeah now Of all these, like, incidents, these were the incidents that have been backed up by sources.
1: Like, people have actually come up and said, hey, yeah, this actually happened. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't include any, like, Reddit or any, like, audience or, you know, fan. Because, like, there is no, like, actual, like, backup evidence. Yeah,
1: it's not credible. And we don't want to make him sound worse than he credibly is. Yeah, so I... (laughs) can we just say, like, I feel like if my coworkers gathered around, and were like, fuck you, Miro, I'd be so depressed. <laughs> I would be super depressed. Like, I'm surprised he hasn't like killed himself. Uh, to be completely honest. Like, if, if he feels like everyone hates him so much, like, I am surprised he hasn't killed himself. Like, it's kind of sad to talk about, but I just kind of wanted to bring that up. Like, maybe he thinks that people like hating him is a form of affection
0: i don't know because like in my opinion i feel like that he is mad but then kind of like moves on because um in the washington post um video that i saw like even the the writer was like hey like you know you're you're reading scripts that only have three lines for you yeah like what why are you doing this you know why are you putting yourself into this and he's like he's like i i you know i want to work yeah so it's it kind of feels like that he just doesn't understand that you know it's like dude just retire you know well he
1: probably still needs money
0: i mean true you know i mean he the house that they um They interviewed him. is like, kind of, like, in a secluded area of New York. So it's, like, pretty upscale. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Sure, it's not cheap. Yeah. But, I don't know. It just, it just seems like that he is, like, hiding his feelings about, like, yeah, like, it did hurt my feelings.
1: Oh, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it hurt him a lot.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, he's just kind of, I don't know. It's just... Like, he is talented, I would say that, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, he knows how to, like, you know, play a role. But I feel that, like, his... Like, I don't know, it just seems like that he... He seems to want to, like, argue with people or, like, try to stir up trouble type of thing. Mm hmm That when it comes to... When people, like, confront him, be like, hey, like, you know... Stop! Like, why are you doing this? Why yeah. are you being an asshole? Like, he, he kind of becomes like defensive, and then he's like, "No, I don't want to." And even the reporter for the Washington Post even said that. Yeah, like sometimes, like he's very nice. Sometimes he's very argumented mm-hmm. and doesn't want to talk to me. And then there are some times where, he, like I say something or I bring up a story, and then he's like, "Okay." that's the end of the interview so it's like it's it's like his personality kind of varies Mm -hmm. like if you say one word wrong or say you know which
1: which I mean kind of like is explained through him having like a really bad childhood right Yeah. yeah 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 like being rich and having that much power and then having a bad childhood probably like made him into the asshole he is today
0: Yeah, and I think that, like, you know, I'm assuming, you know, based on his, like, upbringing, that it kind of seems like that he was always, like, taught to, like, you know, be, like, kind of, um, have, like, a big ego, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that when he, uh, was on SNL that he was like oh like everyone is laughing at my jokes but not other people's jokes so then that makes me like the funniest yeah the funniest and i think that's what led him to be like to just leave the show because he thought he felt like that oh like i can like be a movie star i don't need to be on this show kind of like the the guy from csi miami the uh redheaded guy oh yeah because, like, when he was... Uh, he actually starred in a show similar to CSI Miami called mm-hmm. NYPD Blues. And he became very successful from that. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people liked him. Yeah. And so they got, he got uh, into this whole idea that was like, oh, like, the show is great because I'm great. Yeah. So that means that I should just quit the show and become mm-hmm. a movie star. Yeah. And then when he did that, he kind of went through what Chevy... Um, experience in the 90s where he got into a couple of flop movies and yeah. then he ended up having to come back to TV <laughs> and you know work on CSI Miami yeah so I kind of felt like that was like the same situation as Chevy mm-hmm. like he had like that ego where it's like oh like the show is great because I'm great so I'm going to leave the show so I could become a movie star I think yeah. that's kind of in my opinion
1: for sure And, you know, I I do want to say that we've spent a good amount of time talking about how much of an asshole he's been. But I do want to say, like, as, like, growing up when I would watch uh, the vacation movies, uh, when I watched Community, when I was actually going to community college, like, I I liked his work. Yeah, I I did, too. I, I liked the vacation movies. Uh, I like Community not strictly because of him. The Community show is good. But he was a part of that. Like You can't take that away from him. Uh, No matter how much of an asshole he is. I didn't watch SNL back then. uh, Because I wasn't around. But uh, everything that I've watched with him in it, I've enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Uh, That could have been because he's good. Because he's funny. Or it could have been because the material he was given to perform was funny. But as far as like the acting side goes I don't have any problems with him it's like oh if he's an asshole in his personal life like that's fine I don't care
0: yeah Uh, yeah I agree too I feel when I was growing up like Christmas vacation as well as like the vacation series yeah
1: Vegas vacation was huge yeah
0: no vegas vacation was like bad it was a bad- i loved it oh you did i
1: loved vegas vacation oh okay yeah <laughs> no cause, it's funny because everyone says oh vegas vacation was the worst i haven't seen the first one oh, okay i haven't seen like national lampoons vacation I've seen Christmas Vacation, and I've seen Vegas Vacation, and I like Vegas Vacation way more.
0: Oh, wow. But That's then again, it's
1: been years since I've seen it. Maybe if I watch it now, I won't like it, but I have fond memories of, of watching that that movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, for me, I grew up with uh, Christmas Vacation. I felt like that was funny. Like, when he went on, like, those, like, angry rants, like, and was, like, punching the Santa Claus. and yeah. kicked kicks... <laughs> <laughs> i felt that was funny and then i also like like him uh yelling doing that rant um and then like him like just like hope like kind of gritting his teeth yeah. as he like slams the cords course. together yeah
1: those things are like in my head whenever i think about things like that so. yeah
0: like i think he he's a really good actor and he's very funny like in terms of like His acting technique. Like, I think, like, he can make, like, a joke funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think he has talent. I mean, I think, like, when I started hearing about how much of an asshole he was, it kind of, like, was sad for me. Because I was like, this is a guy that is known for, like, all these comedy films. And then he's an asshole in real life. And it was kind of sad. But then... You know, it happens, type of thing. Yeah,
1: I mean, we don't have to deal with him on a personal life, but it's like, it's n- like hearing, oh, like, it's like seeing your hero get punched in the face and like not get up. You know, it's like, yeah. oh shit.
0: I mean, he is a great example of like, don't meet your heroes in reality. Oh personal. yeah, definitely yeah. Like, just kind of keep you know him in terms of like his acting roles and you know i oh, think yeah. he should be fine but yeah like i still like him mm-hmm. even For though sure. he's an asshole i still like him yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah that's it that's our um kind of rundown on uh, chevy chase just a broad overview of his life and career and uh what he's been up to in his life uh if you guys uh can follow us on instagram our instagram is at jnm underscore podcast Email us any ideas, suggestions, uh, or any comments you have to podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you're looking for something to watch, uh, Jeanette has actually directed a web series called Flirtural Reality. Uh, Elise, uh, who is in some of our episodes, is an executive producer uh, on that web series as well. She also wrote and directed some of the episodes uh you guys uh, as,
0: as well as in mm-hmm. uh, and then uh miles to the cup acted in a couple of episodes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: uh yeah you guys can find it on YouTube just search for uh, Flirtual reality series uh, and there is a, a playlist with all the episodes in order uh, you guys can find them on Instagram flirtual_reality. underscore mm-hmm. Reality.
0: And uh, the link for the YouTube is also on Instagram. So if you go to their uh, Instagram page, there's a link there that goes straight to the YouTube channel.
1: Nice. So, yeah. uh, Thank you again uh, for listening. Uh, Hope you guys come back for next week's episode. And hope you guys are doing well after all of this uh, election stuff and all of the pandemic stuff that is still going on. Hope everyone's doing great. Uh, And hope you stay safe.
0: Mm -hmm. Bye.
1: Bye.